From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. Yesterday afternoon, the Juneau Police Department received a report from Kroger Incorporated located in North Carolina regarding a possible threat at the Juno Fred Meyer store. Kroger reported that their customer service department received a call from an unknown male who was upset and made a threat of violence at Fred Meyer. Juno police were on the scene Wednesday working with store employees on keeping customers safe as well as identifying the caller. The investigation is still ongoing, but the Juno police department no longer believes there to be a threat. The report is possibly a hoax, similar to the reports of swatting, which is a term used to describe making hoax phone calls to report serious crimes to emergency services. The Alaska Department of Public Safety recently released its draft of a new body cam policy in order to receive public feedback. The policy included a number of highlights, including the department will release recordings of officers involved shootings to the public following the completion of a primary interview with those involved. Communications Director Austin McDaniel elaborated further on this part of the policy. Yeah, so uh, Department of Public Safety in our uh, in our draft policy that we put out does include a, a section that for uh, in-custody death as well as uh, officer-involved shootings uh, or any other incident that the commissioner of the Department of Public Safety determines is a, uh, is a critical incident, that after primary interviews are done with any involved victims, witnesses, suspects, defendants, officers, that we will proactively release that either body camera footage, dash camera footage, or, or other recordings uh, to the public. Just as a recurring theme that we've seen uh, not only across the state, but across the nation. And we thought that that was important to be addressed in our draft policy today. McDaniel also commented on the importance of body cameras as a tool for modern policing. Body cameras are are, are, are a critical tool for modern day policing, uh, not only in Alaska, but across the country. They certainly enhance officer safety. They're going to help us preserve audio and video information from crime scenes, events, statements, uh, they're going to uh, enhance the officer's ability to really document police citizen contacts, um, ensure that everything, uh, reports are written written well and, and completely. And then, of course, this is uh, another tool we have to really increase and enhance uh, the public's trust uh, with their law enforcement officers. He says the department has been working on this policy for a number of years. You know, the Alaska Department of Public Safety has really been working to bring body-worn cameras to state troopers, wildlife troopers, and all of our other law enforcement officers uh, for, for several years now. And uh, that'll, I think, be a, a great tool, not only for our law enforcement officers, but also for the public. Uh, I really do hope that Alaskans will, will take a, a look at our draft policy uh, and provide us uh, their, their honest feedback so we can take it into consideration as we finalize this over the next uh, several weeks and uh, begin a pilot program to start deploying a limited number of body cameras here in uh, early 2023. The policy will be open for public comments starting February 8th. Coming up on News of the North, Senator Loki Tobin talks to News of the North about Education Bill 52, which is being considered by the Senate. Some moose calves have a new home in Washington. And there's a winner in the war between Russia and the Ukraine. It's big oil. Those stories coming up on News of the North. The Senate Education Committee held a public hearing yesterday for Senate Bill 52, which seeks additional funding for education and increasing the base student allocation by $1,000. Senator Loki Tobin, Democrat for District 1 Fairbanks, spoke to News of the North following the Senate Majority meeting yesterday. She is the chair of the Senate Education Committee and she conducted the public hearings. 
She says she would like to see funding assistance for non-varsity travel and extracurricular activities through this education bill. And I have heard from countless education stakeholders about the state of education offerings across Alaska, and they are declining because we have flat-funded education. I was dismayed to hear Superintendent Walker talk about the reduction in non-varsity travel for sporting events. I myself was a junior varsity cross-country participant. I was able to go to places like Deering and Emonic and experience a world outside of my own, which comparative to Gnome, they are worlds different, and it opened my eyes in so many unique and special ways. That's what makes education full and rich in our state. She says the bill could address extracurricular activities need for more financial support. Well, part of the BSA is supporting our schools and offering extracurricular activities. And we know that many of our school districts have had to cut those offerings because they've had to stretch their base student allocation farther, prioritizing in-classroom activities, in-classroom reading interventions, in-classroom counseling or services related to special education because they're just not getting enough resource to do that quality needed and necessary works. The unfortunate part is that means you do cut extracurricular activities. You do cut some of the, the fun things that kids really enjoy and also which teaches them to be full participants of our community, love of the arts and love of science. So I'm excited to really think about how we can use this mechanism to help support those programs. Tobin says schools have been tapping into the current BSA to offset other costs. Many of our schools and rural communities are using their BSA to supplement their major maintenance or deferred maintenance because they haven't had those issues addressed in the other types of mechanisms that we have. The current BSA is $5,960 per pupil. If the bill is accepted, it would increase the BSA with an additional $1,000. Tobin provides the overall cost to the state budget. Overall, if it was to be enacted in one year, it would have about a $257 million impact to our state budget, which is a substantial investment in education, a bold investment. Stephanie Bogle, wildlife biologist with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game and the Orphaned Animal Coordinator for the state of Alaska, spoke with News of the North about three orphaned moose calves found last spring near Anchorage. She shares the backstory of the three calves that are now happily adjusting in the Washington Wildlife Park. The ones that ended up at Northwest Trek, one male calf that was picked up by our staff in Anchorage on 529 of 2022. So we also had a female calf that was picked up in Nanilchik by our staff on 531. So you're seeing it's all around the same time frame. Moose calves come out right around the same time. And then we had a final female calf that was picked up by our staff again near Anchorage. And that one was on June 7th. She was just so feisty and full of life. Those are the ones that ended up at Northwest Trek, fortunately. The calves aren't related and all came from separate instances. They were only a few weeks old at the time of their pickup and made their ways to their new homes. It's unknown what happened to their mothers. Bogle says it could be a variety of factors. It's easy for them to get separated from mom at that time. Sometimes they're just not healthy and then they'll get left behind, those sorts of things. So it just kind of depends. It can also be bears too, right? So sometimes they, they come out earlier depending on snow, depending on food. She offers insight into their rescue process. Sometimes they're farther out and we have to drive a few hours to find them. Sometimes we've had situations where if the holding facility is in Anchorage, right, and it's all the way out from Kenai, right, how do we get the orphan animal to its holding facility? And it it takes a lot of coordination and a lot of work to get everyone on board. We do it because we love the, the happy ending. 
We already have a winner in the war between Russia and Ukraine. It's big oil. ABC's Dave Packer reports. Russia's war in Ukraine has sent energy prices surging around the world, and that's been bringing record profits to the world's oil suppliers. British-based oil giant Shell reporting profits of nearly $40 billion in 2022. That's double last year and most of the companies ever made. It comes after ExxonMobil, based here in the U.S., reported $56 billion in profit last year, the most ever by a Western oil company. Dave Packer, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.